0: Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Here in the middle of Lent, I've been pondering these mysterious words of Jesus No one takes my life from me, I lay it down of my own accord. And I think in my life, I, I know I don't want anyone or anything to take my life from me, meaning my peace, my interior peace, my joy, my life I have in Jesus Christ. I don't want anyone, anything, any situation to take that from me. But I know because of my weakness, I often, I often do. I, I let these things rattle me and, uh, in a way that a true disciple shouldn't do what do I mean by this? I mean, maybe you struggle with this. How do you respond when your day is suddenly turned upside down? You were planning to accomplish all these things, and it just doesn't work out at all. How do you respond? Or how do you respond when something you're really, really hoping for just doesn't happen? Doesn't turn out the way you hoped? How do you respond when someone lets you down? Someone hurts you? Some unexpected turn of events comes your way and it frustrates you, disappoints you? How do you respond in those moments? You see, I think the real test of Lent is in these moments, these things we can't control that just happen to us. You know, I know Lent is all about these sacrifices and devotions we do, but think about it. You know, those things we plan, you know, we can manage them. We can kind of put parameters around them, how much I'm going to sacrifice and when I'm going to sacrifice or how much I'm going to pray and when I'm going to pray. I get to choose all that. But in Lent, we want to be very attentive to the other things that God wants to work on and the things we don't have control over. And in those moments— we don't want those situations to take our life, our peace, our joy from us. We want to live more like Jesus and lay down our lives in those moments. How do we do that? We're going to look at one important biblical scene from Jesus's life that really exemplifies this in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree, And, you know, as we're settling into Lent here, it's, it's good to be Pondering not just our resolutions, let's be faithful to those. We should examine and making sure we're we're still tracking on those well. But we should really be looking for the hand of God. I, I really do think in Lent, especially it does this all throughout our lives, but especially in Lent, there's the unexpected things that come up, the 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 Lenten things that we didn't plan, <laughs> situations that come up, stresses at home or at work or in relationships. Financial troubles, uh you know the things just kind of happen and they often happen in Lent, and to see those not just as like problems to be solved, but to see them as places that God wants to meet us. That's what I want to talk about this week. Uh, but before we get started, I just want to point to two resources as we're in the middle of Lent and we're going to be approaching Holy Week soon. Can you believe it? Uh, two resources that I think might be helpful for you. One is my No Greater Love video series uh, in which we filmed in Jerusalem. I do biblical teaching on Christ's passion from Gethsemane to Caiaphas' house all the way to Calvary. And you, you get to see all the biblical places where Christ's passion unfolds. And It's a biblical walk through Christ's passion filmed in Jerusalem, and you can get those streamed at ascensionpress.com. Or if you're looking for that devotion, I've mentioned my newest book on the Stations of the Cross. You can check out my book, Pocket Guide to Stations of the Cross, to uh, incorporate that beautiful tradition into your daily life as well. I just want to give a reminder. I think we're coming up on the last week here of that great special we're doing for my Rome pilgrimage. I've been telling you about them, leading a pilgrimage to Rome, June 22nd to the 30th. I just got back from one and I've had so many people so interested saying, Dr. when are you going to Rome again? So we, the spots have been, they're, they're I think more than halfway filled up now, but there still are spots left. Uh, so if you're interested, you can reach out to me at rome.edwardsri at gmail.com. That's rome.edwardsri at gmail.com. And we're offering that early bird special discount right now. So $100 off each registration between now and the end, I think the end of this very week here. So uh, just email us at rome.edwards3 at gmail.com to learn more about the trip and the itinerary. It's an incredible experience as I've been telling everybody to experience Rome without all the crowds because Italy's just opening up again, which is amazing, uh, but the crowds aren't back yet and they're not expected to come back until 2023. So there's this window right now To really encounter the sacred sites and not have to battle all the large crowds and linger at the sites and enter into them prayerfully. Incredible experience. Uh, Again, Rome.Edwards3 at gmail.com to learn more. But let's turn to this biblical scene. You know, it's a pretty dramatic one. I'm going to tell you about it here. Imagine armed men with torches and lanterns and swords and clubs coming with soldiers, police, captains, and they're seeking to capture someone by surprise. A spy leads them to a hiding place. There's resistance. A sword is drawn. There's a blow to a head, but they they overcome the enemy and and they, they seize the man they're looking for, bind him and arrest him. Now, man, that sounds like maybe something like the FBI might do or, you know, uh, but you know what story this is. This is the beginning of the passion in the Garden of Gethsemane, the arrest of Jesus when, when Jesus is betrayed by Judas and they come and take him away. When I was a kid, I used to kind of feel sorry for Jesus. You know, I remember hearing the biblical passion accounts and when he's in the garden, praying in his agony. I was like, okay, Jesus, finish your prayer. You know, Wake up the apostles. They're sleeping, but get out of there. You know, Judas is coming. I, I didn't want Jesus to get caught. And I, I just thought he was lingering around and praying too long. And I kind of felt sorry for him that he was going to be caught, caught by surprise. And I just wanted him to get out. Well, if you look at the biblical story, it's clear Jesus is not caught by surprise. He knows exactly what's happening. And he doesn't run away from it. He runs right into it. In fact, right after his agony in the garden, Mark's gospel chapter 14, verse 42 tells us that Jesus says to his uh, disciples that after he finishes his prayer, he says, rise, my betrayer is at hand. So, so he knows what's going on. He knows Judas is coming and he doesn't say, rise, my betrayer is at hand. Let's get out of here. Hurry. Let's flee. <laughs> no, he actually goes out to meet Judas. He goes out to meet all of the soldiers and, who are coming to arrest him. This doesn't look like a fugitive on the run. This looks like a man that's very confident. This is a, a man that's very courageous, a man that doesn't have anything to hide. He doesn't want to hide. He goes out to meet the people that are coming to take him away. And in John's gospel, chapter 18, verse 4, he even says to them, whom do you seek? <laughs> You know, again, I I think all this reminds me of that biblical passage I mentioned at the beginning, the one that comes from John chapter 10, verses 17 through 18, when he's talking about the good shepherd, Jesus says he's the good shepherd that came to lay down his life for a sheep. And then he says, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down of my own accord. I lay down my life of my own accord. He freely chooses to give up his life. He's got this very bad situation unfolding before him. One of his closest friends is about to betray him. He's going to be arrested, bound, and handed over to the chief priests who are going to condemn him to death. And then he's going to be handed over to Pilate, who's going to scourge him and condemn him to death as well and have him crucified. I mean, this is really bad stuff. And Jesus knows all that's about to unfold, and he doesn't run away from it. He goes out to meet them. He he goes out and, and he's basically the master of the situation here. He's not passively being taken away. It's as if he's giving permission to these human beings to arrest him, the divine son of God. Jesus goes out to this difficult situation and lays down his life. No one takes his life from him, he lays it down of his own accord. How about you? How about you when bad things happen? When you're disappointed, when things don't work out? How do you respond? I know I don't want anyone or anything to take my life from me. Again, my peace, my joy in Jesus Christ but I know I so often fail at this. You know, it's, it's easy to go meet Jesus in the tabernacle, do a holy hour and adoration or pray a rosary. And you, you plan those things. Those are things you plan and we, it's good. We need to do it and make it a priority. But man, it's really hard when things just come up in life <laughs> and you, you allow it to, to, to take your life in Christ from you, your joy, your peace, your courage, I'll give an example here. Just recently, (laughs) you know, we had a snowstorm in Denver and I was told by some of my older kids that one of the younger kids went out and shoveled the grass in the backyard, shoveled the grass so much that it removed the grass completely from the center of the yard. Yep. There's just this big, massive dirt part in the center of the yard. It's just mud. Probably not going to be any grass growing there in the spring. I heard this and inside I started fuming. What? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so, you know, I I, I didn't yell and lose it, but interiorly I did. <laughs> interiorly, I lost it. And I don't want anyone or anything or any situation to take my life from me, but I allowed that to happen that day. I didn't see this event and and see it as the hand of God is in it and you know, not good. I need to address it with that kid. And we know we got to take care of the grass now and all this. So I have to address the situations. But at, at, at the initial phase of when something is unfolding, do I have the presence of mind to recognize the presence of God and to surrender to this and say, okay, that's not a good thing. That shouldn't have happened. I'm going to have to address it with this kid, address the lawn problem we now have, but it's going to be okay. You know, God's in charge. This isn't worth getting all upset about, even interiorly. You know, I, I think another example just from my own life is you, you may know that, if, that teenagers can sometimes say things that can hurt you. <laughs> so, and we've got great kids, you know, but, you know, they, they go through hormonal times and it's kind of hard to be a teen. And I can remember sometimes sometimes I might take it personally. And it was good hearing from other parents and hearing from my spiritual director, don't take it personally. You know, and and I began maybe just saying accepting it, choosing, okay, I you know, I I didn't I don't like that those words or I don't like how I was treated that moment, but then I take it so personally and to trust, to trust God in this, and to trust that, you know, there's there's some good that can happen in here and I can offer it up. I can actually take the hurt that I might feel in that little sting and offer it for that child in love. That's a beautiful way to respond. No one takes my life from me. I lay it down of my own accord. We can choose in those moments. We can freely choose what we don't really want to happen, but we can choose to accept it. That's the power of laying down our lives. Too often we allow the situations in our life to take our life from us. But we can freely choose and say, okay, this is hard. This is difficult. I wish this didn't happen. And I still might need to address it. But I don't want to lose my life in Christ, my peace, my joy. And I can take those difficult moments, unite them with Jesus in his suffering to go out and meet them, say, okay, this isn't good. It's not like Jesus said, oh, it's okay. You guys can arrest me. It's not a problem. You know, you're not doing anything wrong. He doesn't say that. But he goes out and he surrenders his life, even though it is a bad thing. So we're not, you know, we're not acknowledging that, you know, when somebody doesn't treat us well, or or we're not saying that that's okay. Or when something frustrating happens, we're not saying that it's not frustrating. We can be frustrated, you know, but do we lose our peace so much though? You know, I think that's what Jesus is inviting us to do. One last thing, and this is, this is what's going to be most helpful because it's really hard in those moments, those difficult moments that unfold in our lives. It's hard to have The presence of mind to remember the presence of God and to surrender and to say, no one takes my life from me. I I lay it down on my own accord. I accept this, Jesus, not my will, but your will be done. It's hard to do that when we're disappointed or frustrated or, or, or hurt. But here's the next part of the story that gives us one key spiritual weapon to help us. So we're back in the garden of Gethsemane. Jesus goes out to meet them, the crowds, and he says, whom do you seek? And they say Jesus of Nazareth, and then Jesus says, "I am He." John chapter eighteen, verse five. I am He. Those of you who've studied the Bible, maybe you you know what that's an allusion to. That's an allusion to the divine name revealed at the burning bush in Exodus chapter three, verses fourteen and uh, verse fourteen. God reveals who He is to Moses in the burning bush, and He says, "I am." That's His name. I am. And when Jesus says, I am he, he's alluding to that divine name. In fact, John repeats that divine name in the, in this biblical account, John 18 of, of the arrest scene, we see this, this, this expression from Jesus, I am he, three times, three times in this scene, we see the words, I am he, I am he, I am he. And again, in the Bible, when something's repeated three times, it's expressing the, the perfection of something, the epitome, the, um, the the it's like the superlative, holy, 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 I am he, I am he, I am he. In other words, it's the power of the divine name. And, and, and when we see Jesus speak the divine name, these soldiers that come out with the torches and swords and clubs and lanterns, you know what they do? They draw back and fall to the ground, bam, they are laying prostrate on the ground at the power of of Jesus Christ and his calling on the divine name. that, that That's the position of, of reverence, like St. John in the book of the Revelation, when he has this heavenly vision, he sees the throne of God, he falls on his face in worship. And that's what happens here. They, they, the soldiers can't help, but they hear the divine name, I am he, I am he. And they fall to the ground. This is the power of Jesus's name. I share that because when we face those difficult moments, this week, the next little thing that happens later today, you have a kid that breaks down, <laughs> a child that's not behaving. You have a roommate that left the dishes again. <laughs> you, you have the, your boss just not understanding something and you're, you're worried about your job or you're worried about something in the future. Whenever the, you know, these things are happening in your life, and, and remember what Jesus says no one takes my life from me. I lay it down of my own accord. Don't let those situations, don't let those hurts, don't let those fears, don't let those disappointments take your life from you. Don't let them take your peace. Don't let them take your joy from you. And how, how, how can you do that? Really? Well, I'm just, I get crushed by these things all the time. And and I'm speaking to myself here. I, I share with you times when I've, I've, I've not responded well. I mostly don't respond well on this, but the biblical account of Jesus's arrest in the garden reminds us the power of God's name. That's our weapon. Speak the name of God. Call on God's name. Make the sign of the cross in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Call on the three persons of the Holy Trinity. There's power in that name. Call on the name of Jesus. In Gethsemane, the enemies fell to the ground at the sound of God's name. St. Paul says in his letter to the Philippians chapter 2, that at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Every knee must bow in heaven and earth and under the earth. Even the demons under the earth, the demons must bow at the name of Jesus. So whatever demons are going to try to rattle you, are going to try to take your life from you uh, through these situations that unfold in your life, (laughs) call on the name of Jesus, call on the name of God. There's power in that name and they will fall on their knees and you will have your life, your peace restored. I hope this has been a little helpful midpoint Lenten kind of reflection for you here. Uh, Again, I want to return to those resources that can help you write the story of Christ's passion. You know, this account of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane being arrested is just one of so many biblical scenes about Christ's passion and his love for us and his passion and death. Uh, Check out my No Greater Love videos, A Biblical Walk Through Christ's Passion. Uh, You can also get The Pocket Guide to Stations of the Cross, my newest book, Reflections on All the stations, whether it's the 14 traditional stations of the cross or the new biblical stations of the cross that John Paul II instituted. In fact, this is the second of those JP2 biblical stations of the cross, Jesus' arrest in the Garden of Gethsemane. So you can reflect on that there as well. And again, if you want information on my Rome pilgrimage this summer and to get $100 off registration, uh, contact me at rome.edwardsri at uh, gmail.com, rome.edwardsri at gmail.com, for the June 22nd to the 30th pilgrimage this summer to the great city of Rome. Thanks so much, my friends, and God bless.